It is November 13th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, Wednesday Night Wars, NXT versus AEW. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar here to talk about everything that happened on AEW Dynamite tonight and NXT on USA. AEW Dynamite just had their pay-per-view full gear on this past Saturday. We had the fallout from that tonight. NXT is building towards TakeOver War Games happening Survivor Series weekend, where NXT is definitely going to be in the mix. Matt, we start off this way each week. You watch both shows tonight. What? Did, which did you dig more, as a whole? I don't like my. I don't like my lighting. Um, <laughs> I look very snowy. Like my screen looks snowy. Um, oh, AEW. I love the way. I love the nine o'clock hour. I love the spotlight they get. They gave. Uh, what's his name? Um, MJF. MJF. And I, I felt he delivered. I felt he delivered strong tonight. Loved the the pairing of bringing in a, a homeboy. He should not have been wearing a suit though. He's flexing his muscles. He's probably got a great body. I'm guessing by knowing his re- seeing his reactions physically after he kicked some ass, took some names. Dude should not have been wearing a suit. Um, that's his first impression. You know what I mean? Um, I'm guessing he's super ripped. Um, but I liked I like that that stuck out the that was some of the stuff that stuck out the most to me. You know, I really was excited to see that promo unfold between him and Jericho MJF. Yeah, uh, Justin, what was the high point for you tonight? Yeah, uh, AEW Dynamite. I think it's the edge. Uh, NXT was very up and down for me. There was some stuff in NXT that I was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some high points. There were some real high points, but yeah. but 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 consistently, AEW did. I think did bring the better show tonight for me. Um, you know, last week we saw the closest gap between the two in viewership. I think that gap's going to widen a little bit. I think AEW is going to pull ahead again this week. Yeah. I mean, Matt, given that in mind, I mean, last week we ta- we called it, right? We were saying that, oh, with AJ and Gallows and Anderson there, NXT has a chance. And they did close ground. What was it? It was something, I mean, it was practically a tie between the two shows last week. Were you surprised NXT didn't go bigger? Tonight, yes. blink if you miss it, Bailey's yes. cameo at the end. Yes. I was surprised. Yeah, I think uh, I don't want to say they squandered their momentum, but I don't know tonight. They could do it anytime they want, though. That's what's yeah. BS about this. They can have Roman Reigns show up tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> True. I guess if they want it bad enough, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about both shows. We're going to go through both AEW Dynamite and NXT on USA. Uh, let's start with the Dynamite results. We started tonight with Moxley coming out uh they showed us an update on kenny omega's health after his unsanctioned match against john moxley on saturday night and uh moxley coming out against going against michael nakazawa in a very very short match where moxley won by pinfall and then moxley got to cut a promo matt how did how do you think this stacked up i think not michael nakazawa is worthless absolutely worthless i don't think his character is funny I think when they go and do these funny characters that they have, these different characters, these outside the box characters, like uh, what's his name? Orange, Orange Um, Cassidy Cassidy and and others like that. That's good. But when they do too much of it, and especially with the one that doesn't hit, which is Nakazawa, I don't care if the audience says his name. They're not saying his name because he's over. Um. I don't know. I don't like. I don't. I don't like him in this company. I'm sorry. Um, he he annoys wow. the hell out of me. More um, more than the librarians. <laughs> yes, because I like and I'm friends with Leva Bates, and I feel well, there you go. terrible for her. And I'm hoping she'll pull out of this somehow <laughs> with something cooler. Um, but anyways, great way to kick off the show though with uh, uh, Moxie coming out. Yeah, right? I thought they did very uh, tonight. I noticed a definitive game plan on the important quarter hour numbers. Um, mm. You know what I mean? How they put people in certain places doing certain things at certain times, which is how you're supposed to run your TV show. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll, we'll talk about how NXT counter-programmed <clears throat> in opening the show later oh. when we recap NXT. But I thought with Moxley, <clears throat> it's right after the pay-per-view. Um, I was almost expecting a little bit more. I mean, he's going to be facing Darby Allen next mm-hmm. week, which I hope they get to go 60 minutes, and I hope it goes to a draw, yeah, Moxley yeah, versus yeah. Darby. Yeah, the entire too. second half of the show yeah. next week. But um, I thought maybe there was an opportunity here to start something. Moxley names his next opponent. Part of me was thinking, you know, 
Fox signed CM Punk to be an analyst on FS1. Right. Does that mean he couldn't wrestle on AEW? Hell I thought, no. But you never know. Stranger things have happened in this Come business. Come on, Glenn. Stay on but, the tracks here. But you know what I'm saying? I wanted some. I think with Moxley, they could have started something like a big storyline or something Ooh. new now that we're... I don't know. I'm That's taking Punk out of your vocabulary. Give me anybody else. <laughs> hmm. Who else? Who else could it be? Like Who else could be a newsmaker like that? Chat room. Who else could be a newsmaker? That's like, good. Let's go to the punk. chat room for this. Who would they like to see? Yeah, who would you guys like to see? It could be anybody. Except for Punk, because he ain't coming. <sighs> no, this 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 was a good way to start. Uh, I I agree a lot with what Matt said here, um, in terms of of, of Moxley's opponent. Look, you know, I I was a little on Twitter. I was a little critical of the Moxley uh, Omega match Saturday. Just the I just a little bit felt out, felt out of place, but I won't dwell on that. But bottom line, it got a lot of buzz. So it was it was a, it was a good choice to start with Moxley, short and sweet squash match. Um, I, I'm fine with him kind of laying this open challenge, and, and I'm glad that it wasn't the traditional WWE model of he's rambling about an open challenge. All of a sudden, there's somebody waiting in the wings right there. I'm glad they held off. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 I'm glad. That it, and it also, I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but when Darby Allen accepts it, it made Darby look like more of a badass. That nobody came out and ex- and 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 and, uh, and 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 accepted it earlier, and now Darby's doing it. So yeah, I. I I think this is a good start. Um, starting off with Moxley is the way to go. Uh, it's kind of cool that he comes out of the crowd. Yeah, you know, it's that that renegade thing. Kind of, you know, he did it with the shield. It's kind of fun that he does that. So I'm, I was good with this open for sure. So we got some good ones from the fans. Killer um, Cross, though. Killer Cross, I agree with. Killer Cross would have been an oh shit moment. Really? Really? I, I don't I think so. No. People that know his work. You just said CM Punk. Come on, dude. No, no, no. <clears throat> okay, but not. I'm talking about like who's a name they could get. Okay, Ryback R- 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 came up. That yeah, I, I saw that name. That would be good. Um, just for you know, uh, he's a huge star. John Morrison would have been good. Um, there was an earlier one. There was who was like the second one? Uh, not Sin Cara. There was another really good one. That dude was joking who said Sin Cara, but there was another really good one. Come on, um, it's Old Train Jones. Yeah. No, no. Nick Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Yeah, Nick Aldis would have been good. Uh, Marty, I think, would be good. I think there's a lot of ways they could go with this. Um, but I think it's important to uh, just use Moxley. Oh, or even, yeah, Jake Hager. Okay, so there's t- talent that they have. That could have been something that would have got people talking about. What do you do with that? Hager can't lose yet. Uh, yeah, that's one of the beauty. That's one of the beautiful things AEW's done is we haven't seen Jake in a singles match. Like that's something that's another, that's another, I know that's another attraction that they reserved. So that yeah. could be a whole selling point down yeah. the road, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Again, I loved your boy's intensity tonight, by the way. He's the only one on the show doing stuff like that. The dude from Pittsburgh. Oh, um, Wardlow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, 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 Matt, I agree with you with the suit comment, but I'll, I'll get back to that when we get yeah, to the segment. To the show. Yeah. Uh, so that's how they opened. And then, oh, Matt, this just had everything for you in this next match that they followed this up with. We had the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Grayson. Versus Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt <laughs> wearing a dinosaur mask on his way out to the ring. He should keep it on. He should keep it on. It takes away from him looking like a little kid. You know what I mean? He's just now he's now just really tiny. You know what I mean? If he wore that mask. Without that mask, he looks like a tiny child. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll say when when Marco had that match a few weeks ago, and Matt was trying to articulate like how he just looks like a little boy and he doesn't look like a man. And I know Matt was trying to pick his words carefully. I really bought into what Matt was saying at, after the match, when they had the, the, the entourage, what are they called? What, what, what are the henchmen called? The Heaters? No, like, Oh, oh for all the, the masked for, guys. Yeah. For creepers? Dark order? Yeah. For the dark creepers. Order. Creepers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I want to say putties. They remind me like power ranger putties. Um, when they, they were like attacking and beating up, Marco and Marco was like screaming. It, it like to me, it felt uncomfortable. It felt like a little kid was yes, being like did. being yeah. like attacked on a, on like at like recess. It felt yeah. uncomfortable. Anytime he was taking bumps, I felt uncomfortable. I thought a kid was getting like seriously. Yeah, it felt it's like baseball boy and Doctor Sleep. That's a reference for the three sure. other people that have seen Doctor Sleep. Um, no, it was yes. He seemed like a child, and in the mask, he seemed more like a child. So much so, I think oh, he really? should rebrand himself as Dino Kid. Why can't he? If he wears a mask, he doesn't show off his like his super young looking face, right? So somebody who's new tuning into the show just sees a, a short dude with a mask. Now it's not as bad. He looks like he should be out going out trick or treating. He just kinda, okay, yeah, he kind of does because we know what he looks like. They kind of <laughs> did this backwards. 
Yes. Um, so after he does look like he's trick or treating, actually. Right, but it kind of works though. Actually, I think having him in that outfit. He looks also, like what Kid Jackson did with his cowboy, or me with my son's Jack cowboy mask. Yeah, seriously. And hear me out on this: his hair color, his long hair, like Jungle Boy is such a good-looking kid. He's got his dad's good yeah. looks, his movie star looks. Yes. Luchasaurus, as we've said, is a very handsome man. Keep Luchasaurus in the mask. Put Marco in the mask, and that way Jungle Boy really gets to shine. Yeah. You know. That's good psychology. That's very good psychology. Yes. Um, so the Dark Order won this by pinfall, and after Evil Uno spoke, Evil Uno said, Marco, kid, you impressed me, but you're not hitting your full potential. Come, join us. Take like this that. mask. Like Good. he was trying to recruit him, not into a cult, more like a pyramid scheme designed as like a life coaching program. <laughs> like, we're going to sell, we're going to join Team Beachbody, and we're going to so change fun. the world. You um, fell for that, I guarantee you, you fell for that. That's that's what it's. I mean, that's. I liked actually. Here's something we we crap on the Dark Order a lot. Evil Uno. I actually thought he was pretty good on the mic, and I liked that it wasn't Bray Wyatt. Come join us, and together we will. It wasn't. It wasn't right. when he spoke. I didn't think it was nearly as hokey as they look, and I think him in a shirt is he, doing him a ton of favors. It, it is, and I think bringing Marco Stunt into that has some legs to it. I think Marco Stunt needs to be a part of the Dark Order and wear that damn hood and never take it off. <laughs> Seriously, I think it'll do him a ton of good because now, again, like I, I repeat, he'll just now be a short-looking a short wrestler instead of, you know, like I said, a prepubescent-looking wrestler facially. I'm not saying that to make fun of him either. I'm being serious. You guys know yeah. what I'm talking about. Um. And it makes people uncomfortable. My wife was watching. She's like, oh, my God, that kid's going to get killed out there. What is he? What are they doing putting him in there? Everybody says that when they first see him for the first time. That's not a good reaction. That's not, oh, that's empathy. No, that's not empathy. That's, I don't want to watch this. This is very uncomfortable. This is how I used to feel, actually. And I'm going to tell you and admit this. When I first started watching women's uh, MMA, I had a friend of mine that was on American Gladiators with me. And she introduced women's MMA to me because she was a real badass. She, she, uh, Gina Carano. Oh yeah. And, um, anyways, take that off the screen. I can't concentrate. Um, ADD. Um, so I started watching, I tried to watch it. My first time watching, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I felt terrible when one girl got punched in the face. I was like, I, I can't watch this. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause that's how new it was at the time or it wasn't as popular as it is today, obviously. And it's just, you know, people that we hold near and dear to our hearts yeah. are, are women and our kids. You don't want to see them in, in harm's way. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm not to sound corny or like a wimp or anything, but that's how I felt watching Mark my first time watching. I'm like, that's uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think different things evoke that reaction in different people. Um, we've talked about this before. Um, but no, with Marco, I mean, clearly the kid's talented. I mean, kid, yeah, he's yeah. in his mid-20s. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's just something about uh, about his look. No, I absolutely get it. I think I don't think they've cracked the code with him yet, but him being a pawn in the Dark Order versus Jurassic yeah. Express, maybe well, there's a good storyline there. And let's not uh, forget the the big reveal at the end. Luchasaurus is back, which means uh, that Marco's not going to be the primary wrestler in Jurassic Express going forward. Well, and I think the thing is, Mar Marco, I mean, he is very athletic and talented uh, within his frame. I think it's the problem is that they, they've made him, they put him in situations where he looks like this weak little kid. And again, Marco, if you're watching, I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, but I think the thing is, you know, we've, I made comparisons that we talked in the past, you know, like, like Spike Dudley. Thing was, Spike Dudley, when Spike in, in the original ECW, Spike was never really put in this, oh, he's being beat up like a little kid. Spike was like as tough as Bubba and Devon in terms of the things that he did. So you never felt like he couldn't take care of himself, you know? He also looked like he was a man. Yeah. Still. No matter yeah. how small he was, he did not look facial like, hair, and he, he looked, looked like a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. The guy, it's, it's talented, but there, there's there's a line of uncomfortableness that, that that happens when you watch when you watch him selling essentially. Yeah, man. So, Luchasaurus is back, Matt. I assume you're very happy about I'm this. Bummed. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm bummed for him. 
Yeah, dude, it must have killed him. They were right in the right in the precipice of a major push, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing. I hope. Uh, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think when they sent Marco and Jungle Boy out to wrestle that match together in the tag team tournament, I feel like that thankfully wasn't a killer. But at the time, it felt like it could have been for their momentum. Yeah. So they're gonna get it back now. Hopefully, uh, of course, they beat up the dark. Order after. Uh, then we had Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard versus Peter Avalon out there with Leva Bates versus Darby Allen in a triple threat match. Uh, Joey Janela interfered with this, started beating up Sean Spears. Darby Allen won this match, uh, hit the coffin drop, then the cover of the one, two, three, won it by pinfall on Peter Avalon. Um, as soon as Peter Avalon was in this match, I, it was obvious that he was taking the L. Yeah. He was taking the pin. How excited, Justin? For Darby versus Moxley, are you next week? Uh, very excited. I, I thought uh, again, this this. I mean, based upon what we've seen of them in the AEW world, I'm not talking about if you've seen Darby Allen, um, you know, prior uh, and and evolve, or if you've seen Moxley as Ambrose. Just in the AEW world, their body of works like man, these two are like kind of on a collision course of just craziness. So that's I mean, and, and Darby looked uh, again. Darby looked tough, accepting. See. See? What, He's, but, but Justin, really quick, let me cut you off, but I'll forget to say it. He's one who's he's short, he's small, he's tiny. Why don't I get that same feeling from him? Because that dude exudes badass somehow. Right. He does in his promos, his body language, and his wrestling. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if you look at Darby in a lineup, he doesn't look at – but it, but if you if you watch what they've done with him, he's a guy who's like, I don't want to run into him on the street. You know, he's, he's, he's crazy. That little dude will knife me. Right, exactly. Try to knife me and stuff. Like, exactly. he, he's the dude that wouldn't, like I said this before, he wouldn't go to, like, he'd probably just keep getting knocked out, wait five minutes, and somebody <laughs> gives him some smelling salts and keep coming back. Yeah, smelling salts. But on the street, you would be afraid Darby Allen was going to stab you. Okay, I'm exaggerating, but yeah. I, I try to put myself in the, you know, normal person's yeah. shoes and say, if I, you know, if I'm some five foot seven, five foot nine dude, you know, 180, 170 pounds walking down the street, you know, this dude will shank you. Yeah. Matt's, Matt's trying to be humble. He's a super friend. He's got Dave here looking after him. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna attack. <laughs> nobody's no, gonna attack Matt. No, Darby, but, but, yeah. but he's right. Dar Darby does not. Darby does not uh, give off the same. No. Oh, he's a he's a little. No, he Darby gives off exactly like he, he's crazy. He, and he yeah. plays big that character, don't you think? It plays yeah. big. I saw the. Did you guys catch that promo he did? It was online. It was on YouTube. They didn't play it on the air, and they needed to. It was him like in the streets. It was a vignette, and it was awesome. And he was talking about how he's trying to connect the – normally if this was written on paper, I would say it was corny, but the way he delivered the promo was good about connecting the skateboarding world with the wrestling world. And if you – just hearing me say that sounds corny and stupid probably, but the way he did it, it was good. He's good, man. Yeah. You know – you know, um, He's a star. There's a lot of comparisons, rightly or wrongly, with AEW to WCW because of – it's the opposition to Vince – uh, roads, or you know, like, I don't have to go through yes. all of it. Yes, Darby Allen, what he has been so far successfully to me is what I think the final two years of WCW what they wanted Vampiro to be. Huh. Huh. I, I, never knew what, I never knew what they wanted Vampiro to be, honestly. That hit me earlier tonight. I don't know, that's just a random piece of analysis. I want I, I, I saved yeah. for this, but that's cool. but uh, yeah, no, but but yeah, I'm excited. What's that? Thank you for saving it. You're welcome. <laughs> Just for you, man. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. Darby Moxley, this is good. Again, Darby looked Hell tough. Yeah. No, nobody else answered the challenge to Moxley. So then when Darby does it, mm -hmm. it, it just felt more rather than coming out on, on a music cue and saying, me and you next week. This felt much more organic. Yeah. Uh, Darby has got confidence. Darby has got a darkness around him. I think the problem with, uh, by comparison, Marco Stunt, and I don't mean this disrespectfully because this is an art and a craft in and of itself, but Marco like carries himself and walks like on a good day, like Charlie Chaplin on a bad day, like a rodeo clown. Yeah. Like that's kind of just the way he, he moves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's going for more funny reaction where Darby wants to like freak you out or make you feel something. Definitely. Um, so we got a pretty quick match here. Nyla Rose versus Danny Jordan. Of course, Nyla Rose quick work winning good. by pinfall. This was good. Good, good, good showcase match. She's been off for a while. You know, this is a great showcase for her. What do you do with Nyla, Matt, at this point? I don't know now because of Kong. Yeah. 
She was my Kong until Kong came back now. So I don't have an answer. She's got to be booked as a baby face. You keep her the hell away from Kong for as long as you can. Forever. You keep them on opposite sides. I hate this camera. Opposite sides of the roster. Okay. And then when you, and then as you build each other, you build each monster up. And then you have your huge monster versus monster match and the payoff pay-per-view, whatever that's going to be. But it cannot be right away. It's got to breathe and take its time. Both got to be just total monsters. Just crush everybody. And we know they're going to face off one day. It's going to be, I think that's cool. Yeah, uh, I wonder if we'll get there sooner rather than later, and I want to well, talk about that. That, that match, whatever whatever AEW is going to have as their WrestleMania, their yes. whatever that that should be that. Yeah, for the, for yes, hundred percent. And then it was announced Dynamite doesn't battle Royale next week, and final two men in the match will meet in singles competition, and the winner will get some kind of diamond ring. Okay. I'm into it. Uh, Tony you Schiavone. Are? What's that? You are into it? They must um, have a deal with a diamond dealer. That's so random. Brought to you by De Beers. Or, um, or what's his name? What's the other guy Howard Stern always uses? Steven Singer. I hate Steven Singer. <laughs> or is he not jewelry? He's in flowers. I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, no, I like when they do these. Uh, I like when they do the multi-man or multi-woman matches because it gets a chance to get a lot of people on screen at once. We, yeah. There's remember there's still so much newness in AEW yes. that I think getting more exposure for that roster is a great thing. Um, so Ali was out talking with uh, Tony Schiavone uh. and was uh, talking about where things are at in the AEW women's division. I uh, was talking speaking about of, speaking of diamonds. Yeah. Did you see the 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 jewelry in Tony Schiavone's ears. Yes. Go back and check that out. What was he doing? I, I, no, just go. He had, uh, he had like these, he had earrings in, he had some, yeah, go, I, yeah, go pull up. Uh, yeah. Come on, dude. Don't be like, don't be uncle creeper. Come on, man. <laughs> at, the, at the risk of sounding like a, I don't know what I'm going to sound like. He had some bling in his ears. He's trying to be cool stuff. Poor guy. <laughs> hey man, that podcast ain't cheap. You know, he's uh, making those sponsor dollars. You uh, don't wear earrings anymore is what I'm saying. Yeah. Can I, I find I, a picture? I, can I can I share the screen? I got to find this I got it. Uh, there's can, a... Can you find a picture, Glenn, to share the screen? Yeah. Like Moxley used to wear a loop every once in a while. I was like, that's so corny. Dude, you're a bigger starter than that. Stop wearing that. I look stupid. Okay. Well, talk about what happened while I uh, find this picture, Justin. What happened to what? It was, it was, and he, he interviewed Allie, and then we, didn't we go to the Kong thing after that? Yeah. Yeah. They're like collecting like hair extensions. <laughs> what happened with Kong? They they went to another video vignette uh, of, of of Brandy and and, and her and I, I mean I'm I'm into this. I've always been a Kong right. fan. I I've always I, I I was super disappointed that the the run in WWE was as yeah abbreviated as it was. I, I know there was <clears throat> personal things that were connected to that, but I'm a huge Kong fan. So, um, I, you know, like like going back to the whole Nyla Rose thing. I mean. This is something Kong. Kong is somebody who you don't have to see. Kong doesn't have to do a lot of wrestling. We are Kong's established. Her credibility is there, uh, sh- but she could put somebody. You know, she could with us, Nyla Rose or whoever. When she decides to put somebody over, that could be a huge stamp of. Uh, that could be a huge rub. So yes. I'm a big, big Kong fan, and, and I, I'm, I'm not against. I know that we've debated the whole Brandy involvement, the fact that she's, you know, like pretty good girl Brandy as the chief brand officer. Now she's trying to also play a character that's kind of like dark and manipulative but i'm okay with it i i kind of actually like the fact they're trying something different with her rather than her just being squeaky clean cody Rhodes' wife coming out and whatever you know she's more interesting this way to me so uh eric in the chat saying it's a cubic zirconia in tony's ear i couldn't find a good photo that's the cheap stuff yeah, well, that's the stuff i rocked in college because i couldn't afford the real deal you're rocking cubic zirconia in college yes Interesting. While while, and some serious Claire's uh, fake earrings too. This is, when, this, is, this is when he had the this is when he had the action figures and he was uh, they, weren't, they, they, they weren't real diamonds. Yeah, but Matt, actually, you know what's funny? This is the first discussion of cubic zirconia probably since the year two thousand. Matt, growing up, remember that was in the sitcom plot all the time. It was oh, it's a diamond, and then it was fake. It was always yes. the fake diamond. Yes. yes. Um, okay, so we got the highlight of AEW tonight to talk about in a moment. But first, 
speaking of those sponsor dollars, let's thank the sponsor of this episode, which is SeatGeek. Oh, tickets for live events. It's so difficult. It's like other ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose. They want you to prove what a fan you are, how bad you want to go. Just not only do you have to put down your hard-earned money, you got to put in effort, you got to put in the hours, you got to do the work. Nay, there is a better way. And that better way is SeatGeek. SeatGeek has proven there's a better way. And how do you know there's proof? There's over 50,000 five-star reviews on the App Store. How is that for customer satisfaction? SeatGeek has millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee. Search sports, live music, comedy, wrestling, theater, and more all in one place. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for, for the price you're willing to pay in an industry that tends to stagnate. SeatGeek stands out from the crowd. They built the fastest way to find tickets so you can stop searching for the perfect seat and start enjoying it. Why are they better than the rest? They pull together millions of tickets from all over the web. They sort it by price. You can look and sort by section. You can figure out what fits your budget. They rate each deal on a scale of one to 10 and they display it on an interactive map. No more wondering, oh, am I going to be over on the far side of the arena? If it's wrestling, am I going to be near the ramp or away from the ramp? SeatGeek is going to show you exactly where you're going to sit. They're going to tell you whether it's a good deal or not. Good Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for those tickets with confidence. I just went to a bunch of comedy panels in Southern California. Uh, went and saw the Community Cast Reunion, the Party Downcast Reunion. SeatGeek got me into both of those. Once I'll read a Moreno live in concert. That's, you know, she might not be with us that much longer and got to do that thanks to SeatGeek. Going to be using it for a New York trip coming up soon. Going to be using it for some wrestling tickets uh, for when I go to WrestleMania next year, when we do the Wrestling Inc. podcast live in Tampa for TakeOver, for WrestleMania. Uh, hey, for AEW and their shows coming up, SeatGeek has got you covered. You've heard Raj talk about it. You've heard me talk about it. We've got it on our phone. It's by far the fastest and easy way, easiest way to find tickets. All you have to do is search what you're looking for, and they've got it. And to sweeten the deal, SeatGeek is going to give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Just download the SeatGeek app today. Use the promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's promo code INC for $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. And we thank SeatGeek for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We do. So I want to talk about this, Matt. Chris Jericho came out tonight. And then we think he's going to be interrupted by Cody. But no, it's MJF. MJF who turned on his mentor, his best friend, Cody Rhodes, at full gear. And uh, there's some heavy lifting to do in this promo. He needed to explain why he turned on Cody and what is in the works potentially with him and Jericho. Cody and Jericho getting into it about whether Cody wants to join the inner circle, whether Jericho wants him to join the inner circle. Uh, him talking about how Cody had him under his thumb and was keeping him down. And uh, then, as if that weren't enough, Cody came in, got involved, and the segment ended with Wardlow uh, debuting tonight. So let's break this down. Matt, first off, MJF's explanation for why he betrayed Cody Rhodes. How did that play for you as opposed to other betrayal explanations? Anything he could have said, I would have been okay with. Okay. <laughs> He's a dick. That's why. That's all I needed to hear. Like I, Because I can. I would have been okay with that. I did what I did at Cody Rhodes and played you all because I can. I like the fact that he brought up that he made these fans cheer him. These fans uh, cheer him. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, but the actual reasoning for why he did, you know, turning on him. I mean, yeah, it was fine. It was good. His whole promo was really good. Really good. Justin. Yeah, I have no complaints about it. I, I was fine with the. I, I, I kind of like the the reverse psychology of you know Cody doesn't care about any of you guys. He's a he's a he's a he's an asshole, and like I, I liked it. Um, <clears throat> I thought this was a, this was a shining moment for MJF, uh, just in the explanation of why he did what he did. So I agree with Doctor Holmes. I thought the promo was good. I thought most of the promo was perfect. I thought the explanation was a little weak. And if I'm looking for a silver what, lining in it, time out, time out, slow down. Glenn, what could have been a good explanation? Did he have sex with his girlfriend and we don't know it? Like, what else from what <laughs> that, they that, showed us on TV could we possibly have taken of why he turned on him? There was nothing given as they were, but they were friends, and we all saw MJF playing him the entire freaking time. If you remember early on, he would, you know, you guys don't watch BTE, but on BTE early on, he would also make all these funny faces behind the Cody's back and stuff like that. And he'd start cursing mm -hmm. Brandy out. Then he'd walk in the room like, hey, so what's up, Roadster? <laughs> and um, when he first got introduced uh, to the AEW guys backstage, right? You guys got to look this up on YouTube, guys. I promise it's worth it after this show. Um, 
it's him. It's MJF. Cody's introducing them to the Young Buck. Uh, mm. Introducing MJF to them to the Young Bucks for the first time. He's like, yeah, this is my new friend MJF. Uh, I think the world of him, blah, blah, blah. He's got such potential. Whatever. Meet the Young Bucks. He shakes it. He's like, oh, wow, big fans. I love you guys' work. Oh, I've been watching you guys for years. This is a huge deal for me. And Cody goes into the locker room. He goes, listen, effers, and he curses. He goes, he goes, nobody cares about your stupid little spot monkey crap. Nobody cares. And he starts running them down. It was hilarious. And then Cody walks back out. He's like, so, glad we had this talk. Looking forward to working with you guys. All right, high five. It was so funny. He's so good. But he's been setting this up since then, since January. He's been setting this up, and we've all been along watching it. No one thought they were going to be a tag team or bosom buddies except Cody. If anything, I thought this made Cody look stupid that he doesn't watch his own show sometimes. Yeah, although but you have to have suspension of disbelief to an yeah, extent. It worked for me. I mean, I don't want to make complaints, but, you know. Well, after Saturday, so I did not watch Full Gear yet. I watched that segment, but uh, I saw a lot what? of people on Twitter. I, I was at a Rita Moreno concert, Matt. What about it's freaking Wednesday, dude? I just got home last night. I got home late last night. I went back to work today. You've been gone since Saturday? Uh, I actually left last Friday morning to go to Southern oh. California. We were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, jam-packed with meetings, with things going on. But um, I saw a lot of people Saturday night saying at Full Gear, it was too soon for MJF to turn on Cody. MJF is a heel. This isn't a heel turn, right. but the turn on Cody. Some people thought that was a little soon, and I just wanted a little been Going on since January. Hmm. But that's for people that watch on the web not everyone that watches 11 months that's pretty damn good okay anyhow agree to disagree show for four weeks agree to disagree as raj giri loves to say his spirit is with us tonight but let's talk apart about the part we can all agree was fantastic was gold was probably the best exchange between two talents in the ring in quite some time and that was chris jericho and mjf Talking about joining the inner circle tonight. Yeah, it's like it's like a time machine. It, it, you know, MJF looks like a young Jericho in a lot of ways. He he's got a mix of Jericho, Miz, and MJF and AEW right now is kind of what I think. Um, what people would probably wish that EC3 was in WWE rather than chasing in the conga line for the twenty four seven title. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, this is this is a great exchange between the two. It, 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 it started to go a little long for me as they were going back and forth, but I mean, but but that's that's being nitpicky. But yeah, this was fun stuff to to set the stage here. So then Cody comes out. They uh, get into it with Cody attacking both Jericho and MJF, and then Wardlow comes out, starts attacking Cody. Uh, so Matt. You didn't like the suit, even though he was wearing a matching Burberry tie to match the day of Oh, he looked like a star. He looked great dressed up, actually. I'm just saying, for his debut and coming in, doing power moves and sitting there flexing after every single move he's doing, he, he, you can't see any muscles under that suit. You know what I mean? Um, Cornette used to say to me, yeah, but that makes people want to see you more because I used to hate the fact that I had to wear a suit on TNA when I first started as his bodyguard. You know, I was like, I'm in the best shape. Why am I wearing a suit? He's like, don't you get it? We're building it up to make people want to see you wrestle. All right, they're going to have to pay to see you one day when you when we they write me in to start wrestling and stop doing this bodyguard stuff. Make them want to see it. Um, so maybe that's what they're doing with him. I don't know. Um, but, shoot, I love his intensity. He looked very different from everyone else on this roster, that's for sure. He's the kind of wrestler that I like watching. That choking spot was nasty. Like, that was just so intense and fantastic. And they could have done that without the tie. So for those in the chat room, I go, well, what would you hang them with? Anything. How about that for an answer? Uh, a, a belt, anything. So where do you go from here? There was debate online. Does this mean MJF and Wardle are going to be together, either as a team or uh, as be a heater? That'd be perfect yeah. for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, for what we saw, I think, I think, what Jake Hagar has been for Jericho, Wardlow yes. now is for MJF. It's it's that it's that muscle to stand behind. It's it's you, you can talk a very cocky game because you got a, a big piece of muscle standing next to you. Um, yeah, you know I, I you know and I you know pe people who are curious who Wardlow is again go to my social media. We we tweeted we we have things out of, of Wardlow in the independent scene. If you can if you want to see some of his early stuff, uh, the guy's a stud. He's a stud. He you know he's he's built well. He he can do. 
he can do some things that he shouldn't have to do, swantons or whatever else. He shouldn't have to do that. I, I agree, Matt. I agree with you on the. Cause I, I thought the same thing as I'm watching this. I'm like, why are we? Why is he not showing off his body? Because the dude's got a great body. I, I can only. I can only figure that. So what? What? Is, what? I'm just saying. I like people take people wait maybe. To... People take things I say out of context all the time and make fun of him on this podcast. I'm sorry. No, he's, got a, towards me just. he's got a great body. All right, whatever. So I take the sound bite. Um, I think, but I think, I think, I think that the reason why they went with the suit is to make sure that you had a clear understanding of the alignment with MJF. Uh, so, yeah. he, so he dressed okay. like him. That, that was that, that was I think that was I think the motivation behind it. Uh, and I think Matt, to what you said, I think the Cornet philosophy will come into play as the first time we do see Wardlow have a match, and you I see like him Wardlow. in his ring attire. Uh, yeah, well, no. War, well, Wardlow is, that is like his real. That name. I like that name. That's his real. <laughs> that's that even is, better. Wardlow is a horrible name. That's his real name. Oh. Well, so I like that name. So here you go. Wardlow is his real last name. They're not going to use it in AEW. I I dubbed him the man with war in his name, and he kind of ran with that because this guy is such a this guy can get physical. Uh, I, I so Wardlow. I always say emphasize on the war because this guy gets this guy can get physical, and, and we'll see. Wait, why won't he be called by his last name in AEW? No, he is Wardlow is his name, but I'm saying yeah. people are saying it's stupid. But I'm saying that's his no, that's, that's his legal last name. Yeah, I think. It's um, but uh, but no, but but uh, you know, w- once we see him for the first time in his ring gear, yeah, that's a different thing. But I but I, they, they put him in the soup to to emphasize, I believe, the yeah, alliance. So it's two him. things. One, whether you think it's more important to show, I mean, the alliance is already written mm-hmm. that they're aligned together by him coming and attacking. And them doing it together. That means they conspired and talked before this segment. Right. They're together. Um, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know the thing that was more important than this dude debuting, you know, on a major show, during a major epic part. I guarantee this will be the highest rated part of the show, for my, I'm guessing, because this is MJF versus Jericho that just transpired earlier. Um, and it's a great money spot to debut this kid at. Perfect spot. All eyes on the TV set right now, and here he comes. Boom. And um, I don't know. I would have ripped my damn shirt off. And this is a guy, by the way, this is the guy that WWE, WWE missed the boat. They had him at the Performance Center. They, they, he was on um, the Celebrity Boss. and they, He never made air on CBS. He never made air on CBS. He was on Celebrity Boss about a year. Undercover uh, Boss. Undercover Boss. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, actually, more than, more than two years ago. Mm-hmm. where Stephanie. It was the episode that Stephanie McMahon was on. Oh, I remember that. He was on that with her, but he never made the final edit. Uh, they had a chance, WWE did, and they they never did. And uh, and and I, I find this interesting because because to what Matt said earlier, we need to see some you know Luchasaurus, Warlow. We need to see some bigger muscle guys. Yes, it's, it's not it's not to take shots at Darby or Marco. There's a place for variety, but you do need some muscle still. You do still need. Some body guys. You do. We don't have them anymore. Uh, yeah, and so and so Warlow's gonna he's gonna be one of the ones that fits that casting call for this. Yeah, some people are into that. Um, so here's my question: uh, Are we all in agreement that Warlow and MJF are not joining the inner circle? No. At I, the end, I, yeah, I agree with that. No, because that would be ridiculous at this point. Well, you already have again. He doesn't need it. Yeah, Hagar is the enforcer for the inner circle. So MJF does not need it. Yeah, MJ, MJ, it would hurt him because he'd have his he'd have his mic time cut down. Yeah, correct. MJF and Warlow are their own thing over here. I like them. So Pack went against Hangman Adam Page tonight. Uh, decent length match, a little on the shorter side. Uh, Pack though winning by submission tonight. <laughs> Saw this coming the minute it was rescheduled, or, or what do you call it? The rematch was announced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought this was stupid. You just got Adam Page over. Why the? Why would you have him lose again? So stupid. There's no reason to have this rubber match. It wasn't that important to do that. They should have let uh, fans go away with, wow, Adam Page, you know, he won. Technically, they split it one-to-one. Pop Pack could always have come back and said to save face and get his heat back. Adam Page gets to move on to somebody new on a winning streak. This was terribly stupid to have them uh, have Adam Page lose, in my opinion. They shouldn't have wrestled. Yeah. What What do you do with Page, Justin? At this point, they're not helping him. They're not helping him. I have him lose. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer for that. He. He's. He's. Um. He's just middle of the pack. He's just another dude right now. 
he's, he's this is the this is why wrestling's it's important that why wrestling is a work and why and why that works for the business because here's an example where this guy needs to be able to win so you can start getting him over he's one of those that needs these wins until he starts to figure out his persona and his character and once that hits then yeah he'll be able to get himself over but <clears throat> when i say over i mean on the major way that we thought he was going to be when he was wrestling for the title and the first pay-per-view all that stuff right we thought he was the anointed one for a while there at least i thought so yeah you know what i mean so like until then he's one of those types of wrestlers that you've got to stack wins under until he figures out who he is besides yelling cowboy shit every five minutes and um, <laughs> which is like i mean it's kind of so stupid it's brilliant right but you know what? First time, first time he said it, I popped huge for it. I thought it was great. He used it too much. He says it all the time, though. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I don't want to like. I don't want to verbally bury Hangman, but like, he just hasn't. And part of it again, decisions of booking. He just had. He, he's just another dude. He has not. He has not set himself apart. He, he yeah. which he doesn't look like. He doesn't look like just another dude. He doesn't wrestle like just another dude. So he's, but they're missing his character part of this, Justin. And this is when they don't have that set. This is why they got to stack wins on guys. It's important. I don't know. Which is ironic considering the fact that they highlight and show you everybody's record. So you'd think that they would make a point to like stack wins yes. up on the guy. So he had a so he had a, a, a high winning percentage. And think. that's what they talk about, you know. Anna Page ranked number one again this week. Oh, was he gonna get a title shot? When's it gonna you know that I don't know, anything right. but him losing. Yeah. Who who has the best win loss record currently? Jericho. Jericho. Tonight okay. was tonight was his first loss, well, but he's but, a it, but but it'll be in a sub he's seven and as a singles competitor. This is his first loss tag situation. But doesn't it all look like Major League Baseball stats after a while? Where it's, you know. I know exactly what they all mean when I see those pop up on the screen. What do you mean? Well, I'm just the amount of numbers. I mean, a baseball season is very long. There's like 170 some odd games. I'm okay. So. I I like treating it like a sport. I really do. Did they talk about resetting the stats at some point? I haven't heard it yet. Maybe I missed it. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, so, Pac won this match tonight. Then backstage, the Young Bucks were having it out with Santana and Ortiz. Um, Orange Cassidy making a fantastic cameo, probably uh, the second <laughs> best part of the night. Just <laughs> standing there in the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, even with... Uh, then private party coming out and getting involved. Uh, Brandon Keller coming out there. Um, yeah. I mean, this was cool. Keeping it going after, uh, yeah. Keeping it going after the match that, uh, that, uh, Satana and Ortiz had against the young bucks on Saturday. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Uh, Matt, did you think this was almost too WWE like the backstage brawl? Yeah. A little, I mean, a little bit. I, I liked it though. I liked, uh, I, I tell you right now, after that pay-per-view, you need to watch that pay-per-view match. Glenn. I'm going to watch the pay-per-view. They're much better than I thought they were. Then I give them credit for it. I'm talking about Ortiz and what's his name? What's Santana. 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 They're much better than I, I thought they would be. You, you know what? It happened, in, I believe it happened in this segment. <clears throat> um, one thing I like of AEW's uh, presentation and production, I like the fact that when they go to the picture-in-picture picture to go to the commercials, I like the fact they keep producing the show at full pace. And what I mean by that is when they go to, you know, WWE and NXT does this where they will go to go to a threshold. Why do you think that's good? Though? Right. No, no, no. WWE and NXT, they'll go to commercial and then the, the match will keep going, but nothing significant happens in the match. I oh, like the fact. I like it. the guy or put him in a hold. I like that AEW goes to commercial and they're still showing backstage brawl. They're still like, I like the fact that they keep the show going. Like, so you could literally be watching commercial, but still know, like you, you should still keep on the channel because there's actually interesting things like, going on. You miss it though. When they go into the ring, don't show the matches. You don't see it. And I got a big old TV and I don't feel like I'm able to see the match. I'm being distracted by this stupid commercial. See, um, I, t- I tune out the commercial. I can, I can watch and I, I just, I don't like, I don't think they should be wrestling in the ring and, and hitting all their stuff. That's just not smart. And the guys that are working, that match while they're on commercial break, they should, if you're smart, 
you would save all the big shit while it's live on TV, not during commercial. Well, no, I don't disagree with that, Matt. But but in this situation, this wasn't a match. I like the fact the brawl was going on, and I was kind of like, wow, like I'm. It doesn't do anything. That's good for cool. Me. That works. That's what I mean. I like the fact that they keep producing the show at a hundred miles per hour, even when it's on commercial. And they keep showing you in the smaller box that crazy shit's going on. I kind of think that, that that is, to me, pretty... Hey, uh, full disclosure, to the advertisers that are on the commercial, uh, you're not getting my attention at all. I am focusing on this brawl. But uh, I think it's pretty cool from a fan standpoint. And then the main event tonight. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara with Jake Hager at ringside versus SCU with the World Tag Team Championships. Um, first time Jericho and Kazarian have met in the ring. Starting things off tonight. Notable with Jericho having his first loss at the hands of Scorpio Sky tonight. That was good. You could tell he wanted to do the favors to him. SCU super over tonight, right? Crowd really popped for them big. Uh, yeah, but but you know what? At the finish of this match, and even the camera shots they took of the audience, the crowd, at least my interpretation, the crowd was a little kind of like, eh. Hmm. That's what it seemed like to me. Like because, the, of course, they'd rather have Sammy and Jericho win the titles. They're more entertaining. I mean, yeah. SCU is good and all, but don't get me wrong. I just We all know they're not the best tag team in that damn tag team division. This was a bit of an eh, and then you know, Jericho is basically pulling his WCW Jericho. He's, 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 he's whacking the ring post with a chair and freaking out. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, like, it, overall, to accomplish something, SCU keeps the titles. Um, you know, they get a rub for, for pinning, for pinning the champion, but, but I gotta be honest, all that aside, booking one oh one aside, this was a little bit of a lackluster ending to what was an entertaining show was kind of a little bit of a flat line ending overall. I don't know. When's their next pay-per-view? I have no clue. I don't know if they've told us. I don't know. Okay. I don't think they told us actually. Man. So next is NXT tonight. NXT counter-programming, starting off with a cruiserweight title match, Angel Garza versus Leo Rush. Leo Rush retaining. Uh, great wrestling action. Yes. Best match of the whole night for both shows. Wow. Right now. Yep. Leo Rush is so damn entertaining, man. I can't, yeah, you're, I can't take my eyes off him when he's out there and he's wrestling. Matt, did you see? The, there was a couple sequences and spots that I have never seen. Now, mind you, I'll be yeah. honest. I'll be honest. Like I don't want game stuff. Yeah, I don't watch every indie. I don't watch everything in Japan. So uh, somebody might blow me up in the chat room that I'm apparently living in. in, in Who cares? You guys, right. Why do you guys always apologize before you say things? You're I'm, a, I'm not apologizing. I'm just, well, I'm, I'm just saying this. This um, Garza going to the top rope with Rush, and he did the moonsault power slam. So like a fallaway slam, but he held on to him and did a moonsault. Cool. I was like, holy shit. That was that's up there. That's yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that is nuts. That's what Kenny Omega did with the garbage can. Remember, I know. Yeah, this is Moxley. This dude did it with a freaking human being. Doing it with another 180 pound human being. Yeah. That's crazy. Because I watched them, and even when they got to the top rope, I got like nervous. I was like, oh god. Yeah, that's no joke. <laughs> it's a strong dude. No, I thought this was good counter-programming. I mean, Moxley had some star power at the start of AEW, but, I mean, this match compared to the Dark Order and That's Marco when they Stunt, lost them. Guarantee you, that's when they lost them. Yeah, this was really good. This was really good. Um, then we saw backstage, Tegan Knox down, Rhea Ripley down, both laid out, went to commercial. That was good. I like that. I yeah. was like, that's a Spencer. Who did, who done it? Yeah, I like that they really built up for the ladder match tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and that we there were even multiple culprits given the, the way the ladder match turned yes. out tonight. Yes. Uh, Zia Lee versus Aaliyah. Poor How do you say it? Aaliyah got busted up. Is Aaliyah always oh, does get killed. What? Is it, is it Zia Lee? I feel like I've gotten this wrong before. Someone in the know. chat room correct me. Ah, okay. We'll figure it out. Anyhow, uh, poor Aaliyah. One day, one day, I think they're going to give her a real chance and a push and not just She's be been there forever. It feels like I know that's the problem. It's breaking ground. What was that like four years ago already? She wrestled on breaking ground. No. Yeah, she has a storyline on breaking. Oh, ground. she had a storyline. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It wasn't a show really? backstage of the show. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I think she's gotten. I think she's gotten good. I think her gear, her look, her character. But uh, clearly, Zeely, they have a, a lot invested in. Um, and she won this tonight pretty easily with a big roundhouse kick and a pin out of nowhere. She stood tall. Vanessa Bourne entered the ring uh, to check on her. Uh, the doctor came in to tend to Aaliyah. And uh, yeah, Aaliyah had a bloody nose, uh, really selling how tough those kicks were. Um, she, she looked like she had the worst night, and that was before we got to Mia Yim. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Zaya. People are saying Zaya. Thank you, chat room. I appreciate it. Uh, so Finn Balor came out, cut a promo tonight. This is when I uh, switched over to NXT on the big screen to watch what Balor had to say. It's talking about Gargano being the heart of NXT and all the hype. Talking about how uh, it's all just boys in NXT since he left. And uh, then he starts shit talking Matt Riddle, who came out and attacked him. Uh, Riddle called Balor a little putz on the mic. You don't hear putz often in wrestling. I would say what 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 a weird what a weird Matt Matt Riddle is a legit badass. Like what a weird thing to call somebody. Yes, that's putz. exactly what I was thinking. That that word should never come out of his mouth. It doesn't fit. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, man. I mean, I, I thought I thought Riddle was going to say "you little bitch." Yeah. <laughs> be more apropos. Yeah. No, but instead he went full Yiddish on him. I must have been hanging yeah, out with totally. Paul Heyman a lot. I don't know. Putts, little putts. Uh, Undisputed Era came out. Um, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa and Keith Lee came out, joining Riddle in the ring. So, what's the change that they announced for War Games? So Gargano's Gargano is legitimately injured. So. Okay. That takes Gargano Finn out of the equation right now. That moves that that moves Riddle to Finn. You need to replace Riddle. Uh, and now, oh god, who do they replace Riddle with? Sorry, I'm doing this live without any notes in front of me. That, but that, that's the thing. Gargano's hurts. That's that's it's created a domino effect. It, it's uh, somewhere in the recap. We'll yeah. get to it. I'm, uh, so, I, I'm sorry I, that I can't think of it off the top of my head, but whatever. How do you think this is going with Balor, Matt? Good. I think this is the most fresh she's been. It's different, that's for sure. Uh, Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong tonight. No stakes in this match. Non-title. Keith Lee got a non-title win here. This was too long. But it was very big, long. Would you not agree it's a big win though for him or not really? Yeah, but this feels like um, this feels like the main roster thing, right? Where Oh, we're showing that it's so competitive. Yeah, the Intercontinental Champion loses his non-title match, mm-hmm. and Dijakovic replaced Riddle. Yeah, I was going to say I can't say I can't say his name though. Yes, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, uh, Dijakovic came in, yeah. started dropping bodies. Then we saw backstage Marina Shafir, Jessamine Duke, and Candice LeRae were all laid out backstage. Triple A ordered security to tighten up and get to the bottom of what's happening. Triple A. Who the hell is Triple oh, Triple H. H. Sorry. Why? Triple A. It's been a long week, guys. These uh Triple A. I hear you. I would have liked to have seen a parallel storyline. Why weren't the fashion police investigating who was behind the attacks? <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, give us something else. That that's that that could have improved tonight's NXT. There was a lot of wrestling action. They would have carried that really well, too. They're good. They're funny. Yeah. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed. I could have went without this. Yeah. G- yeah, give me four fashion police whodunit Definitely. Uh, vignettes over this. Yes. Isaiah Swerve Scott picking up a win. Not a bad match, just... Yeah. That's, what, that's what I mean. Most segments tonight on AEW had had a driving <laughs> purpose. There were, there were some matches that might, might have been good for NXT, but I, I just didn't... Keith Lee versus Roderick, just long. And I like Keith. I, I love big guys who can move like Keith Lee. Too long. Just too long. It didn't need to be that long. Didn't accomplish anything more be that long. Yeah. That's true. So R- William Regal made it official. Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor uh, at War Games with Dijakovic replacing Riddle in the War Games match. No word on the final Team Ciampa member for now. Who cares? Yeah, I know. I'm upset. You know, I I'm looking forward to uh, Survivor Series, the women's war games match, kind of the one I'm looking forward to most that entire weekend right now. Yeah, they have a lot of stack girls in that, don't they? 
yeah, I mean that that I think is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um saw a vignette on the Forgotten Sons. So I looked Wesley Blake did not serve in the military. Matt, I know we talked about this last week. I think it's a Sons of Anarchy sort of thing they're going for, like a biker gang. Hmm. I don't know. I almost has gone and see what he says. Yeah. Uh Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane. I like the swerve here of Damian Priest. Damian Priest attacks Killian Dane. We got all out war between the three of them. I mean, all three of these guys are impressive for their own reasons. Uh, Damian Priest, to, again, to me, he's this, this dude's a stud. He's got size. He's got look. He, you know, he, he's got this gothic, mystical look to him. I, I would dare never say the Undertaker, but he just has this just unique look to him. Pete Dunn looks like a badass, and then Killian Dane just looks like again, kind of like just you, know, you don't want to meet him on the streets because he's just psycho. He's going to do something crazy to you. So I, I kind of like that we're building towards a triple threat here. Uh, between these very, like all three have different body, like different looks, different gimmicks, different backgrounds. I'm, I, I dug this. Dakota Kai, Kathy Kelly was talking to her backstage. Uh, she, uh, she was there with Mia Yim. Dakota Kai came in and said she has Mia's back during the ladder match that was happening in the main event tonight. Uh, Mia Yim versus Io Shirai, women's ladder match in NXT. This was the main event tonight. This got a lot of time. This got super physical. This got a bit bloody. Uh, we saw Kaylee Ray come in and work with Io Shirai. We saw Dakota Kai come in to assist Mia Yim. Um, whoever won this match, their team was going to get the War Games advantage. Now, Io Shirai did win this match. She is on Shayna Baszler's team. I believe the assumption, the takeaway here is that Kaylee Ray is joining that team. Um, but Matt, what did you think of this match, and especially Mia? Mia was money. Um, just great all the way around this is this is justin said this at the very beginning the show at nxt in general was kind of like and eh, because it went up and down up and down there's a lot of segments i could not care any less about and then you have a segment like this you know that hit big yeah i mean great start tonight great finish i thought this match oh, was yeah. fantastic yes it was yeah uh, first off uh, mia yim i hope she's okay she's man or woman one of the toughest at uh, that, she's tough. Um, now, I can be critical. There was there was some sloppy points to this match, mm-hmm. but mind you, and Matt, you can probably speak to this. I don't know. I don't know how many ladder matches or how many how much how many spots with ladders you had to do here. But like when you're working a when you're working a match when you're working a ladder match, it's essentially having another person in the match. The ladder's another person, but the ladder's going to do whatever it wants to, and it can't communicate. Meaning. A ladder is a funny piece of object that is going to fall and do. Th- it's going to go where it wants to go. It's 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 non-forgiving in terms of the way it hits you. There were a lot of points in this match. If you watch closely, and I don't want to completely just crap on this match, but there was a lot of points where they wanted the ladder to fall so that way it wasn't in play for the next person to climb, and it didn't fall. So they were like openly kicking it or moving it, and it, right. there was some sloppiness. And I'm I'm just acknowledging that because that's what people want us to do is to, to speak honestly. But at the end of the day, um, it got a little scary there when she, when Mia got busted up. There was a lot of stalling. Props to Mia for getting back up and finishing the match, and not only getting back up after she got busted open, but then taking another spot where she gets tossed off onto another ladder. That's that that that's bridging the. Uh, she's she's tough. Um, this was entertaining. Sometimes entertaining for the wrong reasons. Sometimes it was wa- like watching a car crash. Things were going off the rails, and I knew it. Um, Mm-hmm. But you know, but again, she's tough. Um, you know, I, but I'm into it, Glendy. As you said, I, I'm probably more into the girls, the girls, the women right now than I am the men's war game. Yeah, definitely. How, how much more difficult is it, Matt? So you had your ladder match with AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Gunner. I mean, when you do something like that, how much harder is that to choreograph when you've got big physical objects involved in the match? This is the match in which I tore my pectoral muscle in, and then. That's what took ended up taking me out of the Bound for Glory series that I was supposed to win, the first one. Wow. Yeah, simple. Gunner picked the ladder up and went to hit me with it in the chest. Nothing big. And obviously, you're supposed to ten, tense up as you're about to be hit. Nothing out of the ordinary. For whatever rhyme or reason, it, I must have been dehydrated. I still don't know what happened, but love my, my uh, pec tour. Um, so the real thing about a ladder is it's, it's incredibly unpredictable. Yes. So unpredictable. 
this. Um, you don't know what's going to happen. Another time I was in a match with somebody. I remember Hernandez was in this with me. We had a ladder, and um, I was being t- I was supposed to be tipped over uh, the ladder. I think it was both of us. We were supposed to be tossed, you know, the ladder tip over, and then you fall over the top rope, you know, and land on the outside. Well, I fall. I've never done this before. So I go falling off the top of the ladder. I land on the top rope, and then, like, oh, shit. And then, like, quickly pretend, like, oh, my knee bet buckled or something like that, and then, then went on the ground after that, the outside of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, Matt describes it. It's like having another person in the ring with you, but you, you, there's no control over it. It's just, it's so unpredictable having this. It's inanimate object. It's an, what's the word? Inanimate. Inanimate. Yeah, no, it's, an, yeah, exactly. That, that you, you, you could talk about it all day long, but it, it's, it's uneven sometimes in the ring. It could bend. There's all these different variables that are unaccountable for, even though you tried to be accountable for them before the match and say, well, you're going to do all these different things, but then it goes wrong because it's a ladder. Exactly. It's an inanimate object that needs to be in, that has cues that it needs to be in. It needs to be in certain spots at certain times, but it's an object that, could, that, that that's dealing with a ring that's bouncing around with, with yeah, that's, that's, that's just unpredictable situations. Well, and I hope Mia's okay tonight. I mean, she could very well be injured. I mean, she got her face uh, cut open. Uh, some people were saying her knee, she may have injured that tonight. So we'll see. Uh, I, Hope she's okay. This was a very physical match. This was a very, very good match. Yeah, and uh, then at the very end of the show, after Shayna Baszler came out, out of nowhere, blink if you miss it, Bailey ran in and attacked Shayna from behind right before they went off the air. Beat her down on the ramp. I don't know if they just mistimed this show or it doesn't seem like WWE, you know, but I don't understand what's the purpose of that. Yeah. Two seconds worth. Well, they they were rushed because the commentary still didn't even finish doing their hard sell. And USA, at least here on the East Coast, USA cut away and went to the whatever movie they showed afterwards. So uh, I think NXT got greedy on their overrun, and and USA said no, we're going to get out. So they might have been maybe another thirty seconds worth, but they they really Mar. If you go back, if you DVR this, uh, the commentary was still trying to like finish up and. No, they wrap didn't. it up and they got cut. So I think USA <laughs> said we don't have any more time to give you here. Hmm. I mean, I think this was the shortest run-in segment I've ever seen. Yeah, it's less than 20 seconds in terms of in terms of invasion. But the yeah, story, the story just we got to talk about it obviously, but the storyline wise, I think this was good for her. Yeah. yeah. It's been about Becky and Shayla the uh, Shayla. Jeez, Shayna the entire time. Yeah. Up until Matt- Matt, I called Triple H Triple A earlier. I think uh, I'm going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was NXT tonight. Man, actually, this is an interesting way. I think this is how I would frame it. NXT started and ended super strong with a dive in the middle, whereas AEW was the opposite, right? MJF and Jericho? Yeah, and, and also they had a very strong finish too. Yeah. AEW had a very strong finish, you don't think? I thought it was okay. Jericho I mean, having his first loss. That's a pretty big deal. Did you think they were going to win that match? I thought Guevara was going to take the pin. I thought it would be interrupted. Oh, that's good. I thought they were going to win. I thought they were set up the inner circle to have more gold. I actually thought they were going to win. So, that, so it surprised really? me. I did. I, it surprised me. But then I was like. Because it's SEU. I mean, no offense to them. I just don't think they're the top huh. team in that division. I, I agree. I don't. Again. Apologies, no offense, SCU. I didn't know why SCU won the damn tag. I don't understand. I didn't understand it either. I have no problem with it. My boy Frankie's a champion. I think that's awesome. Yeah, but, uh, the Lucha the, the, the Lucha Brothers should have won it. Lucha Brothers, yes, I agree. I think Lucha Brothers are the best tag team. I think Bucks are right there with them. Um, you know what I mean? They have incredible tag teams. Yeah, they got to protect the Bucks better though. I can't believe I'm saying that, but they they do. The Bucks need to quit losing. Yeah. So let's talk some quick wrestling news. What do you want to hit first, Justin? Uh, those two stories. I'm going to be brief on this first one, just because. <laughs> well, I mean, we're I mean, we're already it's over an hour. Um, yes. So so Jordan Miles, who oh, I'm yes. sure Jordan Miles, who was known also also as ACH in the Indies, uh, has been at a, at a odds with WWE. He's been in NXT um, uh, all over a T-shirt design that he deemed racist. Again, I'm not going to go into all the X's and O's. Go Google it. What go to rest to him. Go to wrestling. He put out a video. He says he's quit WWE. 
In, in, <laughs> nope. in you need to watch this video, Matt. Like in, this in, is... a, in, in, a, in a video that is just filled with, uh, I mean, I, I don't even know if I can say these words. I don't know, but curse words. Uh, yeah, let me find a transcript. I mean, it, it, the story's on wrestling Inc. here, but don't uh, tell yeah. me. I want. I want to watch it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, people online are speculating. You know, we've talked about this before, and we're not going to rehash tonight. Uh, but he was bringing up issues with race in the WWE. People are speculating that he is just going through things that we potentially don't know about, uh, both with WWE and maybe personally. Um, but that video, I, I know this was not kayfabe. Obviously, it was very real. But as far as like promo style videos go, this whole other level, like the intensity with this, yeah. Matt, you have to watch and just but, say as a performer. Yeah. And the last thing he said, not not profanity field. Well, some profanity. He said, "Do not call me Jordan Miles. Don't call me that that slave name anymore." Uh, he's going back to ACH. Um, yeah, I don't know. He says he's quit. Did he quit? Did they fire him? We don't know anymore. But he's put out this video. It's pretty. And it, it does whatever. Whatever your stance or opinion is on the issue of what he's fighting over, uh, it's it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty bold, um, but he it's but he's done. Very intense, as yeah. uh, Tammy in the chat saying, for a minute and twenty seconds. It. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, I I want nothing but the best for this guy, and uh, look forward to whatever he does next. And I look forward to knowing the full story because I think that people are trying to project and saying, "Oh, was this like a Kanye thing?" We don't know the full story. Once he is fully out of it with WWE, I'm sure we will hear his side of the story and understand more the mental state that went into that video today. Um, the big news to finish. Justin, yeah. last night. So last night, uh, WWE Backstage, the show on FS1 that airs on Tuesday nights, which, by the way, is truly breaking kayfabe. They don't talk storyline. They, they they talk the way we would talk. CM Punk shows up in the final minute. Uh, only person to know about it was Renee Young. She kept everybody else in the dark. They did not tell everybody else. CM Punk shows up, uh, talks about how he's going to be back next week. Uh, this obviously got to be the number one trending thing across the site. Stressing it, though. CM Punk has signed a contract with Fox. This is not a WWE deal. I will I will say Fox is kind of acting like a mediator in the sense that, that there was a bridge that was burned between CM Punk and WWE. This bridge is slowly getting rebuilt. You have to think that it is at least possible now that CM Punk's going to have a match at Rumble or Mania or what have you. But he signed with Fox. He's going to be on backstage um, semi-regularly, as they talked about. Uh, another story... On this topic, on wrestling, Inc., Brian Alvarez of the, of the uh, Observer is saying and reporting that CM Punk apparently turned down a big money offer from AEW. That apparently AEW did offer a an official big money figure that Punk turned down. So, believe what you want to believe after that. Does that mean that he doesn't want to wrestle at all? And he just wants to collect this paycheck talking wrestling? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that he actually has? Uh, a relationship building back again with WWE. Uh, me personally, I think it is inevitable he's going to have a WWE match again. It seems that way. But right now, again, he's not back with WWE. He's back with Fox. Tune in to backstage next Tuesday night, 11 p.m. Eastern time. Yep. I agree. It's exciting and puzzling. People don't know what to make of this. Anyhow, uh, that's what we've got for tonight. We'll be back Friday night to talk SmackDown on Fox. Hey, if he's going to show up on any show, SmackDown on Fox with that Fox contract seems like a natural. I uh, still think he's best fit to show up on NXT. NXT needs to combat AEW. NXT is not the creative process that is Raw and SmackDown, which is what he hated when he left. Well, I still think CM Punk on NXT makes the most sense. And oh, by the way, NXT hasn't filled out their War Games roster at Survivor Series. <laughs> and where's Survivor Series? It's in fucking Chicago. Rest my case. There you it's have not, it. It's not, it's not going to happen. I'm just putting the fantasy booking out there. Follow Justin Labar on Twitter for all sorts of hot takes and baseless predictions like that. Come on, Matt. Say what you want to say. Hot takes. I like that word. <laughs> there you go. Matt wants to go to bed. He's annoyed right yes. now. Uh, he's at BP Matt Morgan. Everybody tweeted him good night. Wish him sweet dreams. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter, and we will catch you back here Friday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Thanks for watching, fans.